I'm Ashlyn Keenan and you're listening to Every Moment the Podcast, now in its 11th season and supported by Water Wipes, the number one baby wipe in Ireland made with simply two ingredients and nothing else. When I had my daughter, I wanted something I could trust to use on her skin and Water Wipes were and still are the one. I once made the mistake of trying a different brand and decided never again. I didn't realise just how much of a difference there could be between two fairly similar brands, but it was huge. My daughter is now two and I panic if I don't have at least one pack of water wipes within line of sight. With that in mind, I'm happy to say this season is supported by that most essential of products for every mum, water wipes. Winners of seven National Parenting Product Awards 2022, including Best Baby Wipes, they are ideal for delicate newborn skin. Together, we are committed to providing more support for parents with trusted products and this podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Every Mum, the podcast. I'm Ashton Keenan, your host. This week, Dr. Darren O'Leary joins me to talk about her experience of motherhood so far. Her son is nine months old and while she doesn't share his name or his face online, she is very open about how she's finding the transition into parenthood. So we chatted about taking time for yourself and letting go of the guilt around that if you can. Um, She says quite rightly that you can't pour from an empty cup and that if as mothers we're feeling rested and supported and we're given a bit of time to ourselves, we can be much better parents to our children. We also discuss how her being a GP helped her in the early days of parenting, but didn't completely relieve her of worry and how the mental load of motherhood has been her biggest challenge so far. It's a beautiful episode and I really hope you enjoy this now. So, Dr. Darren O'Leary, thank you so much for chatting to me this morning. I'm really looking forward to our chat. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Ashley. I'm really looking forward to our chat too. I love, um, from following you on Instagram, I just, like, I can't, first of all, I can't cope with the glam because as someone who exists pretty much only in leisure wear, (laughs) I, um, I see your Instagram and I think, oh my God, this woman really has her shit together. No, <laughs> no, it's an Instagram versus reality. Ashley, I'm wearing like H&M sweatpants and uh, a pair of Vogs. Like I was sure. Okay, okay. Down. <laughs> That's kind of how I am too. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I'm always, especially, I'm... especially when recording podcast episodes, I'm always like business from the waist up and yeah. just chill <laughs> from the waist down. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so... We're here to chat, like I obviously, you know, for anyone who doesn't follow you or for anyone who isn't kind of familiar, do you want to give a bit of kind of background as to what you're like, obviously a profession and then how that kind of manifests itself on online because you have such a massive following. So talk to us about how that all happened. Yeah, so I'm a GP uh, in Cork City. I'm on maternity leave at the moment. Um, And on my Instagram page, I share a real mix of like medical information or just like medical kind of like tidbits, little facts here and there. Anything that kind of like piques my interest if I see something interesting and 
Um, just want to communicate that information on my Instagram page. So there's a lot of that. It's, it's predominantly kind of medical info, but like in a really, in a fun, mostly lighthearted, mostly just kind of easygoing kind of way. Um, like I love, I love sharing the information. And even though like it might come across as like totally like just like, wacky sometimes like doing CPR in a like a on a on a teddy giraffe uh, <laughs> like you know the information is good I think yeah yeah, um, yeah so that's mostly that's a lot of what I do but then I like to, you know I just like to share kind of little bits here and there as well about my personal life like just like outfits here and there um or just like little bits of what we're doing day to day so little bits of just like uh, just my personal life and when I'm at work as well then like little bits of my work life uh, so it's kind of it's a real mix and so you uh, were obviously here to talk about parenting and you became a mother in January of this year so you have a nine month old now yeah when when you were expecting your baby did you find that as a GP like because all the way through, like when I was pregnant, I was had all these questions. I was always like Googling things and I wished I had a GP on hand to like answer these questions. So when you became a mother, did you feel more confident, do you think, because you have all that medical knowledge, you know how to do CPR, you know how to stop someone from choking, etc. Well, I mean, I I actually don't because like Ashley you said you know you wish you could have had a GP to talk to but like I wasn't talking to other GPs for advice I was talking to my friends who were moms you know um like what do I need for this what do I need for that um like what's the difference like do I need you know a Moses basket is it okay for a baby to sleep like or like why can't a baby sleep in a high in a in a car seat like so I was going to all of my my mom friends you know not my GP friends for advice um, and, you know, what hog of, of sleep soup do I need and sleep sack? Um, like how many bottles a day? Like, you know, so all of those things I was actually really going to my mom friends about. Um, and then like the CPR piece, I, you know, I, I actually wanted to refresh that. So I did. I made like all my family do like a CPR refresher course like last <laughs> November. So I was like, if you're going to mind the baby, you have to be prepared to like, you know, act in an emergency. And that refresher was good for me as well. And um, like I was, I, I felt confident that if my baby was sick, I would recognize how to act and I would know where to go and what to do. But that's a very, that that that's a teeny part of parenting. So yeah. really, I, I was, I think I, I was, you know, I was overwhelmed and like I was reading all the books. Um, I got a great book. I have a, I forget the name of it, but it really was a really good book. It was written by, I think, a pediatrician in the UK. And I read that cover to cover and that kind that helped. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't I don't think the, the GP piece helped with that I knew that if my baby was sick, I'd know what to do. And that's that's a that's just like a teeny part of the whole thing. Yeah. You know? Although I have to say, like it is a it is a small part, obviously. Motherhood is just contains multitudes, obviously, but like I have to say for me, the the noticing when something was wrong mm-hmm. um, in terms of in terms of illness. Like I remember um, my daughter, Lydia, she's two and a bit now and she got an ear infection when she was about eight months. And I my kind of motherly instinct knew there was something wrong, but yeah. I wasn't sure, you know, and 
you know that thing of not wanting to be like the hysterical first time mother like and going to the doctor for every little cough and every little rash and so I think like although the medical piece is a very small part of parenting I feel like if I had more of that knowledge I think I would have been calmer do you find like were you how did you find that kind of new mother period because I know there was so many days I was like I have to ring the doctor I have to ring the doctor and my husband was like no it's okay it's okay you know so did you find that kind of at all or yeah well I you know it's interesting when you say it like that I mean maybe I took that little piece for granted um you know that I always felt that no matter what was happening even if I wasn't fully you know um, like sure of like exactly sure of what I was doing I was always confident okay like if my baby is feeding my baby doesn't have a fever my baby is wetting the nappy baby is fine you know so I was always confident and just going back to that and saying like okay maybe there's like there's so much going on I don't really know what I'm doing but I know this baby is okay so having that I suppose has helped and I, I remember as I was maybe about four months I noticed a rash um, he had just come out of the bath and he had a rash. And I just, my initial reaction was just to pack him up, run straight across to my GP, you know. Um, and then I think, okay, but what would my GP do? And like my GP will ask me, you know, is he feeding? Is he wetting his nappy? What's his form like? Are his vaccinations up to date? And then I answered all of those. And I was like, okay, so those that means the baby is okay. Um, so I kind of just went into like my initial reaction, like the mom instinct, like you, is just like, I have to go to the doctor now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was helpful. And I monitored, monitored the rash for 24 hours and it went away. But, um, you know, it it is, there, there is, um, I suppose it is a small little bit of, in my opinion, a small advantage to be able to kind of have that kind of yeah, background yeah. Um, it's 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 those things like the you know I did I didn't know this going into parenthood I didn't know that you know say for instance if Lydia had a rash which babies do all the time so for anyone listening like Lydia gets rashes once a week and nine times out of ten there's absolutely nothing going on and they they go away as quick as they come around exactly and there's no rhyme or reason but what I didn't know at the very start um was that that thing of okay she might get a rash is her form okay? Does she have a fever? And is she wetting her nappies? And like those key things, I didn't really know. So it wasn't until I I went to my GP once and she gave me that information that then I was able to go by that down the line, you know? So yeah. there is, um, there is, I'm, I'm quite jealous of your, uh, your skill set because it would have yeah. helped me be less panicked. <laughs> you know, though, with all of that said, Ashling, right? For all of the moms who do bundle the baby up and bring baby straight over to, to the GP, that's the right thing to do as well. Absolutely. You, yeah. you know, I'm like, no GP ever, ever, ever is going to like, we like, you'd love to see a baby coming through the door. You know what I mean? It's such a lovely consultation. So um, your, your motherly instincts are always right. Every doctor will always say that to you. If mom says something is wrong, then there's something wrong and we have to find out what it is. And the safe and better thing to do is to go to the GP and to get checked. So, you know, for all of the moms listening, 
you know, by all means, it's the right thing to do. If you're concerned about your baby, that's a valid concern. And um, mom knows best, you know, and like better, better than your, like who knows the baby best? Like the GP doesn't know the baby best. Mom knows the baby best. She's with the baby all the time. Uh, so if you, that initial gut instinct to bundle the baby up into the car and go to the GP, that's the right thing to do and never feel bad about that. You'll never regret being overly careful, you know. No, absolutely. And I think actually that's that's kind of a lovely reassurance for, for mothers that are listening because I know there was, I did have that real, oh God, I don't want to be, I don't want to be wasting my GP's time or I don't no. want to be, perceived as a hysterical mother or whatever but no it's it's so good to hear that from a GP to just put your mind at ease go to the GP you have your your free GP visits under six so you know you might as well be be put your mind at ease that's that's the main thing isn't it that's what it's there for I mean you know it's just another another example of how moms are so hard on themselves because you have moms that come in maybe with like a later stage um, thing that's going on with their baby, uh, you know, and, you know, they're saying, I didn't want to come in and want, didn't want to bother you. And, um, you know, that's, that's, you know, you're, you're never bothering a GP, like mo- all GP surgeries pretty much will have same day appointments for, you know, emergencies, which will be prioritized for babies and children, you know, so all who go in, uh, it's, you'll never regret that and as I said for me personally like love to see a baby a baby is a beautiful like consultation for a GP (laughs) Um, you know don't don't um underestimate and don't ignore that instinct that mom instinct Mm -hmm. uh, to, to get your baby checked if you're worried so back in January when your baby boy arrived did you have was there a was there a big kind of adjustment period of of you know, becoming a mother and settling in and getting the room ready and all that kind of stuff. Did you have, um, and did you have like that fluctuation of, oh my God, what am I doing? What is this? Uh, you know, the kind of new man panic. I, you know, I had a lot of that, like, like fear and panic, I think like in the months beforehand, like I, re- like I had a lot of like real just real fear I was terrified I just and I I I think I was terrified of of like just all of the changes and just having no idea like what day-to-day life is going to look like and one of my friends was expecting a baby around the same time she had a baby two weeks after our baby arrived and I know it's been amazing because we've been on mat leave the same time together so it's just been so lovely like we, she's been such a great support um but I said to her I was before our babies arrived I was like it's so weird that like we have no idea like what our day is going to look like day to day like I don't know what the heck is going to happen um I was I was very fearful around before the baby arrived and I was nervous and I you know checklist and reading books and looking at Instagram, like asking my friends and then asking my friends to ask their friends, you know, um, I was very nervous and fearful before. Um, 
But then once baby arrived, like I suppose those initial few months and weeks, I like I really think of those so fondly because it was like all of that fear went away because it was like, okay, the baby's here. And like, I don't need to be, I'm not, I don't need to be frightened of the baby, you know? And I just, I think those first few weeks were lovely because it was this feeling of like, oh, like, everything's okay like the world hasn't ended like you know um and you know even if you like there was no pressure like to get up or do anything whatsoever except for you know just mind the baby so um I I look back fondly on those early days actually you know even that they were of course they were hard and times mm-hmm. baby was crying and, and I didn't know why and our baby had reflux and you know all the reflux moms will understand how difficult that is and taking the videos to try to show because we you know I did go to my doctor with that and and just not knowing what to do so there are those hard pieces maybe I'm looking back with rose colored glasses but what I think <laughs> what I always say to my friend um who's also on mat leave at the moment those early days I thought were so lovely because the expectation like all you had to do was mind your baby like you you weren't really expected to worry about any of the other stuff but that that, that all then comes in time mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. and then it's busier and harder so yeah that was kind of like my experience of it or how I remember it anyway hmm. and as he got older then when the kind of I don't want to say pressure because you know I think any pressure is put on ourselves really um, yeah, to get yeah. back to get back to doing bits and pieces and get back to work or get back to kind of socializing even or um, yeah. even if it's getting back to just getting dressed every day and putting a bit of makeup on yeah. or whatever did when that kind of as as he got older um did you find that pressure coming back and did you feel uh d- did it get harder at that point then do you think totally it, it it did start to get harder because then the expectation and as you say it's not it's it is a lot of it from yourself but it is then like the social piece like you know kind of getting back to like you know get like getting back to social events that you're invited to um or you know and, and making time for that and then just this balance of like you know being a mom but also then being a wife being a friend, being, uh, you know, a uh, daughter, colleague, that becomes overwhelming at times. Um, and I remember like one event in particular, and I really, like I wanted to go, but I just, I didn't have like the mental energy or bandwidth to really go. Um, and I remember like just sitting down with my husband being like, I, like, I, like, I want to go, but I just kind of can't. And, I don't know. and he was like, okay, but you know, you have a tiny baby. That's okay. Like to not go to it. And um, it does, it becomes hard to try to navigate all of these hats that we wear um, and, you know, to kind of, you know, move from one mode to the next, kind of like every, like, and you do it daily, don't you, you know, um, it is, it's hard, and it, it it's, it's overwhelming at times, um, and I think if anyone's listening, and they are feeling overwhelmed with that piece, you know, to let go of the guilt of, like, not turning up, uh, mm-hmm. if you can't, or if you just don't have the mental energy, or if it's just not happening, you know, um, that's okay. You're so, you're so right about the switching hats, I find that really difficult. Um, even now, and like Lydia's two and a half, uh, I I find it difficult to go from like one minute because I work for myself. One minute I'm, you know, 
yeah mother mothering and then five minutes later I'm you know doing work and 10 minutes after that I'm trying to keep the house going and you know you're yeah and then you're trying to be a friend and you're trying to be a wife and you're trying to be you know there's a lot of different roles that we're expected to play what do you think of the kind of the idea of like women and I say I mean I'm obviously generalized when I say women because there are Mm. primary carers who aren't women but the idea of of women in particular having it all like do you think that's a concept that puts too much pressure on us do you think you know what do you think of it in general yeah and and I think that the the woman having it all thing, like I you know I, I still have a lot to learn I think on that piece and maybe in time I will have a different outlook on it what I think like my current take on that is right so having it all having a family having a career having a great friend group you know being a great daughter like just being that person who has it all I think you can have it all but there are times when other things will take a priority and you can't maybe have it all at the exact same time you know so you can have a career but you you know you'll if you to have a family you know to let go of the guilt of taking maternity leave you know and like proper maternity leave where you're completely not available and if you want to take extended maternity leave like even if it's like you know two or three year career break you still have a career uh, but your priority at that moment is your family you know so I think that we can have it all and um, and but I think it at different times in life different parts will take different priorities for you so for me at the moment um my priority is my son and my maternity leave my family but I still very much consider um myself to have my career and have you know my GP hat it's just not what I'm doing right now mm-hmm. and are you looking at going back to work at some point soon uh, yeah, well, a year, I think in a year, a year is what I'm giving myself. But before okay. I left, you know, I said to my colleagues, I said, oh, you know, I I, I don't really know, like, if I'm going to like the whole being at home thing. You know, I said, oh, I'll probably like do six weeks. And I remember as well, I was talking to so many people then again, like, how much maternity leave did you take? And what did you do? And how did you find it? Um, And then I was talking to my mom, you know, who was, you know, a teacher. Um, you know, 40 years ago, they got six weeks. Um, and then I was saying, oh, you know, okay, if that's what people used to get, then, you know, I'm sure six months will do me fine. Um, but then once baby arrived, I really realized actually quite, I, I love, I love this time, you know, I love mm-hmm. this, this, um, this time in our life. So I'm, I'm taking mm-hmm. uh, a year um, and then we'll have to think about kind of, yeah, putting my GP hat on properly again. And when it comes to childcare for your for your son, what what do you think that will look like for you? Have you thought about it? What's that going to be? Yeah, and you know I'm so lucky. My mom is do, is really helping with a with a lot of that. Uh, so my mom will do a lot of it. She is amazing. She's seventy six, but she's more like like twenty six. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, so she's super fit. She's, you know, she lives nearby. I'm so lucky. You know, I'm really grateful for that. That helps. Um, and my mom was a teacher as well. So she taught uh, junior infants most of her career. So it was really into children and babies. 
And it's funny then when I see her with my son, I'm like, how, how did you know this about babies? You know, but she had you know, four children herself. So she's great with them. So she helps a lot. And um, my, um, my parents-in-law as well help out. So I'm really fortunate. You know, I, I think about people who don't have their parents um whether they've passed on or whether they don't live nearby and how challenging that is because we've been so supported by our parents so we're so grateful this podcast is just one way that every mum supports you another amazing way is our free gift bag packed full of essentials for you and baby including free samples of water wipes the number one baby wipe in ireland to receive yours register now on everymum.ie there's a free gift bag there waiting for every mum. What has been for you the kind of the biggest challenge that you faced so far with parenting? It's the, for me, I think it's the mental load. It's the like the mental load is just it's out of this world, you know, like the amount of things. And like I have one small baby who stays at home. Like I so it'll be like I don't know how moms of like three or four who are going to school and activities and all of that you know it only just I imagine it just gets more and more and more but you know like the like having to make sure that like you know the baby formula is there and that you're weaning and you're trying new things and and that they have clean clothes and that they have like a long sleeve vest now we're coming into winter and to make sure that they have new clothes because they're getting bigger and make sure their health insurance is sorted out and like they're um you know what what else what else we like sorting out but it's just like and go and go and go and go and it's just the mental load is just a lot and I I I don't know about you but I find even though like I'm very lucky and grateful to have a husband who is an incredibly engaged father and does so much. Um, I do find though that the mental load is mostly on me. Um, the physical, you know, active doing bits and even yeah. you know, like that's that's shared. But I think, like, I, what was it the other day? I saw this. Um, this. It was either TikTok or, or a reel on Instagram. And it was basically this reporter asking, going along the street and asking dads to name the best friends of, of their children and, and their birth dates and who their teacher is and all this kind of stuff. And the dads were kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and the moms were straight away like, well, her best friend yeah. is this person and yeah. her best friend is it, and that's her birthday. And her doctor's name is that and her dentist's yeah. name is that. And I just remember being like, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a hard to put your finger on what the mental load is, but it's the constant rolodex of information. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a uniquely, it's just a uniquely mom thing, you know, because 100%, I, was yeah. my friend, I was talking to my friend the other day, like we can't, you can't even describe the mental load to like your partner because they just they no. just don't get it because it seems like and this is obviously a generalization but men just don't think in the same way as we do you know like um I was talking to my friend and she was preparing for um herself and her family to go on holidays and she had been preparing for that for like like weeks almost months in advance making sure everything was organized but like her partner in the same way is not thinking that far ahead. And that's just how men think. And then they're, they they wouldn't mind just rushing it all together and they'd sort it out last minute. It would probably work out fine for them. But like mm-hmm. we're always thinking like two or three steps ahead. And that can just be, 
that constant having to think two or three steps ahead or months ahead is it you it it can get overwhelming at times you know Um, and it is just it does seem to be a uniquely mom thing yeah well I definitely think it is like it's even things like you know my husband will say to me sometimes he'll go uh where's the other pink sock and I'm like it's um under the couch just to the left of that like do you know you (laughs) like I you literally have this mental map of your child's existence and you know like you know which page of the book is their favorite and you know which dinosaur they prefer this weekend and then next week you'll you'll know you know what time they have to go to the dentist or what time they have to go to gymnastics at or if we're if we owe money to someone for gymnastics or whatever yeah it could go on forever you could literally go on forever yeah so you know as well like it and then it's like the the, like the mom piece but then as well like you become like the default like what's the wi-fi password you know and you know where do we keep you know the spare like where do we keep that teething toy that he likes you know so it's everything um so it's a lot but you know what i i have found you like I would have been so lost without my friends my mom friends you know because they get it so like you're not alone if you're feeling overwhelmed um if you don't have friends that are moms like maybe you reach out to like a mom group um or a mom and baby group because when I feel overwhelmed and I talk to a friend who is going through the exact same thing you do feel less alone and then you know when they're not having a day when they're overwhelmed they can say look you know you're you're all right it's okay or take a break go for a walk um you know so I I would have been I would be so lost about my my friends who are moms who can just who can really listen to you vent you know um yeah yeah and and who have like you said who've been through the same or similar uh, experiences and aren't going to judge you or aren't going to you know they because they yeah. understand the the you know hormones and they understand the change yeah. of life and like have you found one of the biggest challenges for me the mental load is an ongoing challenge for sure but one of the biggest challenges for me because I sometimes say that I found parenting difficult but what I say what I mean by that is I actually didn't find my daughter difficult at all she's she's an angel but I find I find me becoming a parent and changing who I am and changing who I was to this new person I have found that really a huge challenge have you found that shift totally and that's absolutely and I say that to my friends all the time and they say that back to me as well it's like the baby isn't like the problem it's just it's the juggling of everything and that's that that's the hardest piece that like I found and that's when I get overwhelmed and and it's just becoming like like the central like person like you say like where's the other sock what's the wi-fi password what do we do now what do we do next you know um so that mental load and you know becoming like a parent and that responsibility and keeping the house going and all of that um and that that sense of responsibility that if you let a ball drop, you know, I feel that a lot. And like if something goes wrong because I'm the one who's like organizing it, then it's my fault, you know, and I'm, mm. you know, I, I I get like I get I get really kind of almost like fearful of that. And I'm like, God, if 
it's all on me but I, I guess we put that on ourselves nobody's putting that pressure on me and um, but that's that can that is hard and but I do think that feeling is universal as well um just that mental load the juggling act is hard mm. I went on holiday with my family recently and I think I went with my parents my husband and our daughter my sister and her husband and their son and I felt like like you said I was because I had organized a lot of it yeah. and because I'm kind of the the guiding you know I, I almost felt like I was their all of their mothers it, it, that's yeah. obviously not yeah. the case but I that's kind of how I felt and because I was that in that position you know people would say to me and how far away is the shop and I'm like I don't know I don't live here and they'd say and and when are, and what time will we do this and we, should we do this at this time and honest to god I yeah. one of the days I was like if one more person asked me a question I, I am going to explode yeah. yeah that and I I do feel like that has multiplied by infinity since I became a parent do you find now that you're just like it's it's just constant completely it is and like you say you 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 start to become the person that they say like oh you know and how how far away is the shop like I don't know like you know you can check it too and you know absolutely I you know I feel the exact same way you know um just as you describe it um and it is it is it can be really overwhelming. Um, so all I can say, you know, to anybody who's like, like I said, talking to my friends has just been so helpful. Um, or, you know, just talking to my mom um, and talking to other people who are going through the same thing. That helps me because I think, OK, I'm not losing my mind or like, you know, I'm not um, doing a bad job or I'm not a bad mom for feeling really overwhelmed here and um, you know because sometimes you know you might feel like you might be sounding like you're complaining but you're not you have to talk about it because if you don't you'll just you know you you you'll just yeah. you won't, you won't cope It'll, it's too much you know so do do lean on others and yeah. and and just and don't and don't feel guilt about it um and the guilt I like I find the word guilty or like is the one of the most spoken words for me like particularly when I'm talking to my husband I don't think he fully understands what I mean necessarily when I say I feel guilt all the time I I find I I'm obviously you know long since back to work after having Lydia I think I started to go doing a few bits at when she was maybe four three or four weeks old which in hindsight I I wish I hadn't done you know I wish I'd taken that time but um I, I yeah I just find that sometimes the guilt it's it's indescribable you know it's hard to pinpoint why exactly you're feeling guilty in a moment do you feel that and have you got any and this is a selfish question actually because I would love some help on it do you have any ways that you find that you can cope with the guilt or that you can alleviate the guilt for yourself a little bit yeah well I, I like the guilt the guilt piece is really really hard you know and and like you asking as I like kind of start like I remember I recorded a podcast when my baby was four weeks old and actually I'm just, just disgusted at myself I'm like why did I do that you know I'm actually I like I just feel so much disgust and guilt about that. And I would, but I guess you learn then, you know, that you would never do that again. Um, but the guilt piece, I don't, 
all all I all I say to myself when I feel it is I know I'm doing my best. You know, I know that I'm doing my best for my baby. Um, and that's all I can do. But you know, I feel guilt just like everyone else. Um, and I think we just we all feel it, and it's just a lifetime of feeling, <laughs> a lifetime of feeling it. All I can say is that I do try to say to myself, I I am doing my best. I know I'm doing my best, and um, and as well, you know, that if you do like you know need time for yourself or whatever, I think a lot of people feel guilt about that, but you can't pour from an empty cup. You just can't. Like you can't take care of your baby and your family. Um, and yourself if you're not minding yourself as well um, you know and I see it as well as like I see this all the time as a GP you know mums coming in mums come in absolutely so exhausted so overwhelmed um, just trying to keep up um, think, with things at work their career and um, you know uh, oftentimes um, women with young children and families have elderly parents that are sick as well that they're trying to uh, take care of um, and burnout and being overwhelmed in moms is really really common um, so taking time for yourself in whatever form that is whatever you need to do uh, to protect your physical and mental energy and um, you know if you feel guilty about that, um, you know, rest assured that you shouldn't because you you cannot keep going um, until you burn yourself out entirely. Um, and I just I see that so commonly in moms. They'll come in and, you know, they are just they'll say to me, you know, oh, I'm, I, I must be, you know, I must be low in iron or something. I'm just so physically and mentally exhausted. We go through it and they just have so much on you know um and taking time to just restore and um kind of protect your own physical and mental energy is really important whether it's time alone time with friends time with family um do take that time because uh, it will stand to you in the long run um mm-hmm. to help you you know be um you know the best version of yourself uh, for yourself and for your family mm. That was kind of my exact motivation for uh, when my daughter was little. We did we got this uh, sleep coach who was amazing, and we she kind of taught us how to help Lydia to sleep better, and it worked, and we were delighted with it and stuff. But the reason that I went to her, the reason I sought that help was that because I was so exhausted and so overwhelmed, and I was I found myself losing my patience, and I found myself Mm. I I just felt like I wasn't being myself. I was being very negative. I was feeling very down and overwhelmed, and I knew it was because I was exhausted, and I knew it was because I was so overwhelmed with everything and all the changes and all the physical changes and all the mental changes, and so you know there was a couple of people I know at the time when I told them I was doing that sleep training thing they were like they thought that I was being not selfish but you know that I was doing it because I needed sleep but I I tried to explain I was like I need sleep so I can be a good parent you know how did you find that kind of those early weeks and early months where obviously sleep is at a minimum um did you do anything to kind of help that along and how did you cope 
Uh, well, you know, definitely I asked for help, you know, and you know, like that thing of just preserving myself, you know, that you can't like I knew that I wouldn't be able to keep going, you know, if I didn't ask for help. Um, so, you know, I, I like I also I also had no idea that there was like this kind of that people felt guilt about the doing a sleep coach thing you know it's just a, to me it's the wildest thing because it's like just investing in your health it's you know it's yeah, like yeah getting your vaccines you know I'm gonna make sure that our family gets some sleep here you know we need that to function and um, so you know trying I guess trying to bring your logical mind to it as much as possible and that's a really good example you know if you need a sleep coach get some sleep you know of course you're going to do that um, and, you know, I, I ask you know, my mom for help a lot and I'm so lucky that she helps out a lot too, you know, um, to like to try to just prevent, um, prevent burnout, you know, um, from just going, going, going. And it's, it's the physical burnout of like lifting and pulling and going to the appointment and the buggy and, like, you know, all of that. And then, um, the mental load burnout as well, which is totally exhausting. Um, so um, I do, I ask my mom for help a lot. And, you know, I'll ask my husband for help. And, um, you know, I just, I talk to my friends and, and they help too. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about asking for, not asking for, but how do you feel about taking time to yourself to do something nice for you? Like, obviously the sleep training thing is one thing because that helped me sleep. Therefore, yeah. it helped me be a better parent. But I really, really used to struggle with saying to my husband or to whoever, just being like, look, I just need an afternoon to myself. And there was a part of me that oh. felt, well, why don't I want to spend that time with my child? And then there was a part of me that was like, well, yeah. I should be working or I should be, you know, cleaning yeah. the presses out or I should be organizing yeah. clothes or yeah. like, how do you feel about asking for that time to yourself? You know, I like I I totally hear you and I I. I there are times when I just you just need that quiet space like just time by yourself Um, I suppose I I do know that I won't be able to keep going if I don't take it like you said like just an afternoon like I'm just going to sit in a quiet room for one hour um, by myself Um, but you know I know that I need that to function and as much as you love your other half as much as you love your child having that just little bit of quiet time to yourself is so restorative and so important and you know you might get pangs of guilt but you have to do it to survive um yeah I, had a, I I have a really bad like shoulder and neck pain just because of all the lifting and I think it's bad it's my it's my bad posture that I've had for years now combined with like holding my baby and I actually felt really guilty going to my physio appointment like by myself um and but I suppose I had like I, I did ask for help I said look mom I'm going to a physio appointment I can easily bring the baby like it's not a problem but you know she said no I'll come over I'll help out you know um, but then going to that appointment by myself, I, you know, I felt like I was in like a like a five star spa treatment, you know, like, <laughs> I'm leaving the house on my own. Um, but, you know, I had to, like I had to do that because I had so much pain uh, that I just I had to go. Um, and there have been, you know, afternoons like I think on Saturday afternoon, I took I it was about an hour 
by myself, like just to like have a cup of tea in a quiet room upstairs, like in the middle of the weekend, like, you know, but I just said, look, I need some quiet time. Um, but, you know, not, not everybody can, you know, to, can, can get that. And that can be really, really, really difficult as well. So, it might, you know, you might need to plan it ahead if your house is busier. You know, I have one baby at the moment. So if your house is much busier than that and if you have other commitments and, you know, with elderly parents or, um, you know, whatever it is, you know, to try try as best as you can to schedule a little bit, even a half an hour here and there can help. I was speaking with my dentist last week and she said you know she takes five minutes downstairs in the bathroom and she's like that gets me through uh, so just take whatever you can because you, you do have to mind yourself as well sometimes I look at people with multiple children or children with additional needs or like you said people who have elderly parents who they have to take care of and I just think wow like these people are heroic yeah. you know yeah. they really are they really are because it's it's a struggle with one child I can only imagine the struggle multiplies when you've got multiple children and then all of the other things that life can throw at a person and people just yes. survive and it's just it's just the most wonderful thing it just shows you how strong women are really incredible and and single parents you know yes, I mean also, yeah. it's just how I, I think of that often on the days when I'm feeling you know overwhelmed I think mm-hmm you know imagine like the people who do this on their own like it's incredible so um you know people really are you know so so resilient um you know and it's it's challenging um but you know people are do have that kind of inbuilt resilience but do ask for help if you need it yeah definitely Dr. Darren O'Leary thank you so much that was such a lovely chat and I really think anyone who's listening will feel less like they're failing and more like they they you know they can they can do it and they can trust their instinct and they can be brave and you know take time for themselves and all those things so thank you for your great advice and for your lovely chats and I hope you and your little boy have a lovely rest of maternity leave (laughs) oh thank you you know uh, listening to the little summary of of our episode there like there's probably like moms of like four and five kids being like She's wondering she hasn't a clue. Like, come back to me when come back to me in a few years' time. But I suppose that those are my little insights for now. Absolutely, and it's all it's all relative. You know, everyone is going through their own stuff, and you never know what someone has or doesn't have behind closed doors, and what supports they might have or might not have. So it is completely all relative so we have to make sure we always note that as well everyone's you know struggle and everyone's experience is completely different and individual and you know has great times and has challenging times and all that kind of stuff so thank you again and we really appreciate appreciate you coming on thanks so much for having me Ashley. thank you so much for listening and to water wipes the number one baby wipe in ireland for their support their wipes are made with simply two ingredients 99.9 percent water and a drop of fruit extract and they are also plant-based and plastic free if you enjoyed this conversation subscribe rate or leave a review you can share this episode across social if you like and you can get in touch with the guest on social media and their handles will be in the show notes 